The only constant in business is change. Welcome to Trends, Bends, and Opportunities, the show that explores business ups, downs, and possibilities. I'm Pat Lynch, and I'm a retired police supervisor, and now I teach and mentor real estate agents who are looking to stand out above the rest. My partner is Dr. Lauren Murfield. He's a former college professor who now works with business leaders, small and large, to do what they never thought possible. Together, we're Doc and the Cop, and we're here to help you think bigger, reach higher, and do what you never thought possible in order to deliver disruptive success for today's world. Let's go. And it says we're live on Facebook, so we must be live on Facebook because you saw it on the internet. I am Pat Lynch, and I am your host for Trends, Bends, and Opportunities, the chance to look at how business folks and other folks are um, responding to the challenges and changes. And I am here with my cohort, I mean co-host, Dr. Lauren Murfield. Say hello, Dolly. Hey guys, it is good to be back. It's good to be here. And Pat, I believe everything I see on Facebook. Isn't that what we said a couple weeks ago in the conspiracy theory program? Absolutely. And if you missed that one, you've got to go back and watch it. We had a good time. We had our foil hats on. And if you have a really poor picture, it will look like I'm wearing a star-shaped hat but I assure you it is not. It's just behind me. Uh, so anywho, I didn't want anyone to think I was wearing no, a hat. It's on Facebook. It's gotta be true. <laughs> gotta be true. So doc, uh, before we introduce our special guest today, um, tell folks what they can look forward to the rest of this week, but also some, some really cool stuff for next week. Well, we haven't got a whole lot of this week left, but just like last Friday when we talked about wine, stop whining and start whining, another good one you want to go see. Tomorrow, we've got a winner of a program, literally a winner. Tina Winters is coming on to talk about recruiting in tough times. You don't want to miss that. But Pat, I'm gonna, not going to steal your thunder. You tell us we got a special broadcast, a holiday broadcast, on Monday. What's it about? You know, you're always supposed to have a holiday special, right? And so trends, bends, and opportunities, that's what it's going to be. We're going to be uh, interviewing and talking with international singer, songwriter, and producer, Kenny Munshaw. And Kenny has traveled the globe. He's been on the stage with folks like Kiss, Shania Twain, Tim McGraw. Uh, he's recorded uh, songs for Justin Bieber, or written songs for Justin Bieber and Beverly Mayhood. Uh, he was in the, he's, he uh, peaked, uh, peaked above the top 20 in, uh, on the uh, Canadian country music charts. And he was in the middle of an encore engagement of a show called Piano Men, paying tribute to, with two other professional piano players, uh, to piano players abound. I know our guest today has been there to that show with us. Uh, Doc, you were there. Um, they were doing an encore performance and they had to go on hold because they had to put the theater dark. And talk about making a change. When you are a live performance artist, and you can no longer perform live. What the heck do you do? And Kenny's going to share that with us. We might even be able to get him to tickle the old ivories a bit. Yeah, that 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 would be good. He is he is absolutely fantastic. 
And it's perfect because next week is International Week. We start with Kenny, and uh, he lives up in Savannah, right? He is, he is in Savannah now mostly and, and still uh, has his foot, one foot firmly planted in Toronto, Canada. So we've got Savannah, and then we ship to Mexico down in the heart. I believe it's west of Mexico City where Kevin Knowles is going to talk about how he has uh, survived the, the uh, sequester down in Mexico. Then on Wednesday, we're going to go to you guys' old town, Dion and and Pat. We're going to Chicago for Tad Kowalowitz. And that's business, my kind of town. A business consultant that uh, is originally from Poland. So he's going to have a unique perspective. Then we go to Boston where we have Edith or Derek Harvey from Next Bridge Consulting doing Paramount Consulting because they've got their finger on the pulse. And uh, she's going to talk about agility. Then we're going to come back home on Friday where we have got Kelly, Kelly Flannery of the South Tampa Chamber. Boy, talk about a lot of miles in one week. You don't want to miss any of it. Doc, I'm tired already. Oh, I tell you, my arms are getting tired from flying. I because you know, you're gonna have to start using the airplane. <laughs> but uh, no, it's great stuff. And uh, today is going to be great. Pat, you and Dion are really good friends. Would you do the honor of introducing this man? Well, I was I was trying to think of how to do that, and. Uh, I was gonna say, here's Dion, but I gotta, gotta say a few words before that. Uh, Dion and I are from the same hometown, uh, the sweet home Chicago. And uh, we have been, uh, I was the first person that introduced myself to Dion when he first joined Center Club. And uh, we've been good friends ever since. Uh, they've traveled with us up here, just like you doc, up to Savannah to have a good time. And, um, and we've been we've been around we've been around the country traveling we've and we've been around uh, the places in Tampa. Uh, one of the things that I like about Dion, Dion comes from a uh, a plethora of knowledge in sales and executive leadership, and uh, that's why we're so excited to get him on the show to talk about how the heck are you selling in today's situation let's just call it that and uh, but anyway without further ado my good friend Dion Bradley hello Dion and welcome hi hi everybody thanks a lot for that uh, Pat and Lauren I appreciate the opportunity to uh, be with everybody today and um, it's a different day isn't it uh, very different so um, I'm just going to try to uh, not embarrass uh, Pat and Lauren and share some information about how we can uh, work in a couple key areas uh, in our businesses during this uh, new uh, post-COVID-19 world. And we're gonna talk about profits and people. We're gonna start with people first. That's the most important thing. Uh, again, we're talking about the people that you're working with. Um, and as I share some thoughts with everyone, um, I want to let you know that I'm going to be addressing like individual solopreneurs if you're a one-man shop or if you're working for a mid-sized or larger company. And uh, most of the things should uh, uh, be 
appropriate for both, or I'll try to put them in terms that would be appropriate for, for both audiences. So before I start, uh, let me just say again, thanks a lot, uh, guys, for the opportunity and tell you a little bit more about myself and how I can help. Uh, my passion is in working with companies and particularly entrepreneurs. Um, I have 30 plus years of experience, um, largely around sales, sales management, uh, business development. I've worked with uh, startup companies, mid-sized companies, and I've also um, run sales teams at two Fortune 100 companies that worked for uh, places like AT&T, uh, for example. So I've seen a wide variety of business environments is my point there. Um, again, my passion is really with working with the folks and the leaders that are trying to run those organizations and exceed those goals. Um, the other thing is I want to be able to have people through my executive leadership coaching aspect of my business become better leaders uh, as well as helping the company achieve their goals. So my business, Bradley Coaching and Consulting, really works in two key areas, business development and sales, helping companies improve results in those two areas. And secondly, executive leadership, um, uh, placement, um, as well as uh, training and development and succession planning. So I partner uh, with an organization that is an executive search firm. So if uh, people uh, watching this have any needs for executive search, uh, you can give me a call, visit my website, www.bradleycoaching.com, or you can email me at Dion at bradleycoaching.com, D-E-O-N at bradleycoaching.com. So that's it for the commercial. Um, so let me um, jump into the, the, the people aspect because we don't have a lot of time here today. So we want to make sure that um, it's, it's fruitful and uh, informative to you, uh, you guys. So, and then Lauren and um, Pat, you guys are going to jump in here with me, right? Yeah, we're not going to leave you hanging, Dion. Okay, now just, uh, you know, if you have some questions or you need me to um, make something make sense, uh, just let me know. So, um, you know, people, so, so first of all, let me say, um, I, I hope everybody is staying safe out there and I hope their employees and families are safe. And as we all know, it, it's, it's a whole new world. Uh, one of the benefits that we have of this situation, and there's, there's only a few, but there are some, but one of the benefits is we have some extra time. We have a little bit more time than we, than we wanted. So like most consultants, I get my business from referrals and from meeting people and networking and whatnot and being out and about in the community. We can't do that now. So I'm trying to leverage that time to kind of go back to basics. And this is what I'm encouraging uh, my clients and everyone to do. Go back to the basics while we have a little extra time. Because, hey, hopefully before we know it, we'll be back to normal and we'll all be super, super busy. So, but Dion. Now, I'm sorry? Dion. Yes. You know, one of the things that we do is, is, is we're disruptive thinkers. I think you're a disruptive thinker as well. How does going back to basics fit into disruptive thinking? How does going back to basics fit into disruptive thinking? Well... You know, my honest answer to that, uh, Pat, is simply that I think that people often get into a, a, a routine, a 
okay? They get into a routine. They're used to doing the same things the same day in the same way on the same schedule. And so they need to kind of disrupt that routine to go back to the things that work. And a lot of these things, like some of the things I'm going to share today, you know these things, but you haven't been using them. You may have forgotten some of them, or you're just not executing it as well as you could. So you need to disrupt your routine so that you can get back to the things that you know work. And maybe you may learn a few new things along the way. Does that help, Pat? Absolutely. Absolutely. Doc, yeah. what do you think? If you're a Florida real estate agent and you are looking to stand out above the rest, check out Momentum Real Estate at winmomentum.com. That's W-I-N momentum.com. I like the idea that, you know, a lot of times people take training, but they really don't take, they, they get a couple of things out of it, but they don't come back and learn the whole thing. And that's, I think that's a good idea when we, we have to go back to the basics to say, well, hey, mm -hmm. Dion, I know you're, you're from a town that has a little bit of a winning success there in Chicago, maybe not the Cubs too much, but uh, <laughs> lately, but you know, every year they go back to spring training, right? Even professionals go back to the basics, right? So I like what you're saying. I, I like, yeah. The first step we got to do is go back to basics. Well, so go back to basics. You have more time to do it now. Yeah, and you have no excuse for it. And like Doc points right. out, you know, you don't. In fact, not to jump ahead to Monday, but I was talking with Kenny earlier, and he played a show over the weekend, uh, and he said, you know, I was tired afterwards because I haven't been practicing. You try sitting in front of the piano for three hours without practicing your muscles, your arm, you know, your voice, his voice. He's like, I have my voice. I feel tired. I don't know if I could do right. that five nights in a row. You got to build up to that. And it's That's going right. back to basics and, the, and doing his right. throat exercises and, and all that, just like an athlete, you know, would, and literally they go back to basics. They're running 40 yard dashes and they're, and they're going on sprints and they're going on, mm -hmm. they're running the track and they're lifting weights and they're pushing sleds around. These are things they mm -hmm. obviously know how to do, but you do that to condition yourself. Right. Uh, so let's talk. I'm sorry. If I could, if I could just ask a question then. Sure. Um, I don't mean to jump ahead or steal your thunder, but it's like, you know, we go back to the basic on skills, but the one thing that's changed is that we are different now than we were two months ago. Mm -hmm. So the basic skills that we might've passed over two months ago, uh, we gotta, we gotta adapt that to today, right? Don't we? Yeah. Yeah, we do. We do. I, I agree with that. Uh, Lauren, you know, I also agree with the statement about, you know, muscle memory so you know let's talk about how to continue to exercise and strengthen that management muscle when it comes to our people so if you have one or two other or three other people that you're working with they're your most valuable asset and so you need to appreciate them value them and most importantly try to find ways to number one understand what they need and then try to get those resources to them. So if they need additional training, you need to get that to them. Um, and if they, and whatever they need to be successful is your responsibility. Now, if you're a solopreneur, 
then you need to find out what areas you can strengthen within your own game. So for example, um, you know, I've got a, a couple pieces of paper, okay, hanging on a wall somewhere. But one thing I never did, I got too busy, I never went back to get it. Okay. So during this time, what I'm doing is I'm reading a book called The Personal MBA. Okay, you can find it on Amazon or wherever you get your books. And uh, it's a very, very detailed, comprehensive book that basically uh, this gentleman who's a business educator, his goal was to allow you to get a, an MBA by reading his book virtually. So that's, that's one of the things I'm doing that'll help me improve my skills. So find out. So if you're an individual, identify something that you can get better at. If you have a team, find out what they need and help them get better. The other thing is speaking of books, there's a book you guys may have heard of called Good to Great by Jim Collins. And what Jim Collins says is you want to get the right people on the bus. And then once you do, you want to get them in the right seat. Let me say that again. Get the right people on the bus in terms of hiring your organization. And then once you have, then get the right people in the right seats and um, in the right. If you need some help, you know, that's, that's an area we can help you with, identifying talent. But um, you want to build a team of folks that are going to help you win. You know, we talked about winning earlier. You're only going to win if you get the right folks on your team. And if you're, again, running a business by yourself, you need to team up with other professionals um, and partner with them. And we'll talk about that a little bit later um, to help you uh, achieve your goals. Um, does that make sense, guys? I love it. Absolutely. I love it. It's not, it's not just a matter of getting the right person. It's getting the right person in the right spot. And, you know, I like, I like to add one thing to that is that I don't, not Please. only want them on, on the right bus in the right seat, I want them facing the right direction. Right. That's right. That's right. That's a good point. I want Sometimes, them looking out the window. <laughs> right. They're looking sideways out the window and they need to be looking straight ahead. Yeah, there, now, I mean, as there's you so many ways to take that quote, too, because and we can have fun with it. But... You, because you want them facing the right direction, but you want them going to the, you want them going on the same trip as you, right? I mean, if if we're going to Savannah, let's all go to Savannah. Let's all have the game plan. Let's all have the same. Um, we don't have to have the same approach, but we but we've all got to work together to get where right. we're going and to and, you know, uh, one of the things we talk about in in TED talks is when we get together, we turn. Uh, I, I'm not sure where you're going. When we, when, we, when we get together, we start to think, what do we take? We make good ideas great. Right, mm -hmm. right. Yeah, you know. That collaboration not, thing. Yeah, we're not right. looking for just another bus ride. So this is a good time to, for example, look at um, how you're measuring your own personal performance, how you're measuring the performance of your teams. Uh, are you giving them regular feedback? Some companies give an annual performance review. And again, this applies if you have two employees. Some folks may give a uh, performance review, review once a year. That's not enough. You need to give feedback at least quarterly so that you can fairly give the person the right expectations of, you know, how are they doing? They don't want to be surprised at an annual review that they have not been quite 
measuring up to your expectations for the previous 11 months. So again, if you don't have a process for that, take this time now to kind of pull back, set aside some time and say, uh, maybe I need to set up a quarterly review instead of an annual performance review. Look at the type of uh, key metrics that you're using to evaluate performance. Um, if you haven't used assessments, you may want to look at a couple of assessments. Um, if folks are looking for some, they need some ideas, uh, perhaps I can uh, make some recommendations. Um, there's a number of different uh, resources of various types on my website. Um, so look at some tools that you can use to objectively and fairly measure the performance of your people because building the teams, uh, that's, you know, it's, it's critically important. Um, so, you know, with that said, regarding the, the people side, I, I want to move now um, to profit, okay? So again, we're all going to be trying to uh, replace a lot of lost revenue here shortly. Um, fortunately, you know, for some of us, it's going to be uh, less than others, but uh, we're going to have to replace a little bit. So one I want to talk about a couple ideas that might help you do that, you know, in a time where business is down for most businesses, not all. Um, I'm working with a client now who is starting a trucking company. They're literally right now, they have three trucks and they're going to try to get to 10 by the end of the year. But the trucking business is not doing too bad because there's lots of deliveries and things, as you know. So regarding increasing profits. So the first thing is that you have to sell something in order to have a profit right? So it starts with sales. So you want to look at what are you selling? How can you sell more? And if you're a solopreneur, for example, you have to really understand that you are the company salesperson. A lot of people think of themselves as business people or consultants or web designers or whatever their solo business does, but they forget they're also the salesperson. And you need to take a look at your sales skills right now. Are you happy with them? Are you getting the results that you want? And if not, you need to evaluate where the gaps are and how you can fill them. Um, if you don't, for example, if you haven't had some training or if you haven't taken some type of webinar or workshops, go find one because that's what's going to help you increase your sales ability, thus your revenue and profits. Okay. Um, if so, you, Ian, can, I, can I ask a question? Mm -hmm. Uh, I think the skills are great, but one of the things that I'm seeing is just a real negativity saying, oh, there's no sense going out trying to sell. Nobody's buying anything. The economy is down. Yeah. We haven't opened up yet. Well, how can you address that mindset? Sure. That, that's a good point. So um, two quick things come to mind for that. Number one, um, an overlooked opportunity is often the fact that we don't go back to our previous customers, okay? So it's much easier to get business from a previous customer than it is to find a new one. And so we're very hyper-focused on finding new clients uh, uh, most of the time, but you never should lose sight of the fact that you have some people that have done business with you in the past that would be, that may be in need of your services again. So go back to your previous customers. The other thing is that some of the telemarketing, um, social media, and other things that do not require a face-to-face -face meeting, but increase prospects, you can do more of that now. I think, you know, we all agree that we're probably on the phone a lot more than we normally would be. So 
make a list of prospects that you're going to reach out to. Again, I'm speaking new prospects now. Identify a target list of new prospects. Set aside time every day where you can make X number of calls. It may vary depending upon your type of business. So whether it's 10 calls, 20 calls, whatever is appropriate, make those calls every day to try to, you know, because you can't get in front of people, you know, in person, but you can still reach out. You can still start the wheels turning, start the sales process because, you know, it takes more than a couple phone calls to, to get a sale. So you have to start, start the process. Okay. you're a business leader and you want to do what you never thought possible, connect with Dr. Murfield at murfieldcoaching.com. That's murfieldcoaching.com. Now, another thing we need to do is look at augmenting the revenue that you have from um, partnerships and new services. So for example, I'm partnered with two former CFOs for financial services. I have a technology person. Uh, I, I know a good real estate guy. <laughs> um, so there are people that you can partner with that will help you increase your sales and thus increase your profits from things that you don't personally do, okay? So every one of us should be sitting down to find out, okay, who would be a good fit for my business? Who do I like working with? Uh, customers need and how do we find that out we need to be talking to the customers if you don't know where to start take a quick survey of a, a number of your customers let's just say seven or eight customers call them and ask them what else do you need i'm providing you x today what other problems are you trying to solve or what other products or services would you find valuable today and then try to meet those needs because they're probably going to be a little different than what you're providing to them today. So try to interrupt with a question. I, I love that idea. And uh, I'll, now I'm not, I've not been in sales. I've not as far as full time and all that, but I've talked to a number of people and they said, cold calling just shakes them to their bones, just petrifies mm -hmm. them but you just gave them an answer. And if you're calling, especially now and saying, I just want to check up, see how you're doing. It's a perfect opening, isn't it? Right, right, absolutely. And a lot of people, I've been getting calls and emails like that. A lot of people are doing that. That's an excellent point, uh, Lauren. And by the way, Lauren, you are a salesman and I understand it because uh, you know, you've written a number of books and you promote your books and you should be promoting your books. And so that's the sales uh, that, that we all should be doing. And I see you executing that, you know, uh, on, on a regular basis uh, because you don't have a salesperson to go out there and do it for you, so you're doing it. And that's a good point because just because we don't have the title beside our name, right. like VP of sales or I'm in sales or whatever, right. we're always trying to influence and bring in more profit. Right. Well, and realistically, guys, um, again, you talk about the title. Realistically, if you're a waiter in a restaurant or, um, you know, the guy working the counter at the auto parts store, you're in sales. Again, right. you don't have to be in there. You're in right. a, 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 an evangelist 
is in sales, right? right? He's trying to That's convert right. people um, to their to his specific uh, religion or what or or to a relationship, but right. but he's still trying to sell something, and the 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 big old secret is the one we talk about is is finding mm -hmm. people's pain point, right? And and yeah. coming in and seeing where their pain point is and how can we fix that for them, right? And speaking of pain, um, Pat, um, you know, you guys mentioned that making these calls is not an easy thing. And it is one of the things that people really don't like doing. It's not a favorite thing. Um, but let me assure you that you can learn how to do it. Um, again, there are webinars, there are uh, YouTube videos, there are great books. Um, so for example, some resources for folks who want to get better at their sales. Um, some of the entry-level books by Tom Hopkins would be helpful, um, or Zig Ziglar is another sales guru. These are old-school guys, and their, uh, their things are just, uh, their strategies are proven and time-tested, and they do work um, for higher-level business-to-business um, sales. For example, uh, there's organizations like Miller Hyman. And, um, and organizations like that. But I would highly recommend you go check one of those out and it will help you get more skilled and more comfortable at being a salesperson and making the calls and how to close them and that type of thing. Um, another thing you wanna do is you wanna take this time to look at the type of packaging uh, uh, that you have for your products and services. So you may wanna look at some new bundles that will increase your profits. So for example, you might be selling one item and if you bundle it with two other items, you're gonna have a higher dollar cost for the sale and likely higher profits if you price it right, okay? That's one idea. Another idea is looking at your overall pricing for, again, whether you're- yeah, yeah, before you move past that, uh, that's one mm -hmm. of the things in, the, in hard times you see people get in a position of, let's just call it desperation, call it what it is, and they lower their price. And instead of $5.99, it's now 99 bucks. But what you're saying mm -hmm. is maybe don't cut your price, but increase your value. And right. maybe offer right. two, two of this, you know, two of something or a package right. of something, or, or like you said, a bundle of something. A bundle. And, and isn't that what the cable companies do that the best, right? They're yes. like, you can yes. have internet for 50 bucks a month, or you can have a phone for 30 bucks a month, and you can have uh, the uh, cable TV for another 75 a month. But if you buy all three, it's only 60 bucks. And you're like, what? Exactly. It's only 40 bucks. It's cheaper than hey, buying. Can I get that? Are you selling that package? Mm -hmm. If so, I want about three of them. <laughs> right. But isn't it crazy? They do this bundling, yeah. and of course, they do it such that you can't that that you can't really price compare because they right. don't have the same package that the other guy has. You're um, right. It, and you know, Dion, one of the things I heard out of the National Speaker Association when I was a member with them is that a lot of people in these tough times, and I was there especially. 10 years ago, 10, 11 mm. years ago during that recession. Right. And what they do is, you know, if you book me for this one, I'll come back the following year for free or right. for a great discount or something. There you go. So you're saying, and you know, right. how many times we've seen that? Well, if you buy one now or, you know, we'll give you 50% off, but then you, you got to buy a second one, but you got to buy them both. Exactly. Um, the, airlines, the airlines right now are saying, 
a lot of them are saying, hey, if you book a flight with us now, there's no change fees if you need to change in, in September or October. Right. And I think that's a great idea. Yeah. So yeah, so basically structuring the offer in a way that increases value and hooks the customer and thus increases your profits. And you know, I don't want to be going through this stuff too fast uh, for you guys, so excuse me if I am, but again, I know we have limited time and um, uh, you know, as I get ready to wrap it up here, just a, a couple other quick things. So I work with a lot of startups and their biggest challenge, the thing that I see so frequently is they don't charge enough. And their overall fear is if I price it too high, Dion, they're not gonna buy it. Well, 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 hold on, hold on, Dion. I don't wanna cut you off, but mm -hmm. please. you're telling people they should increase their price. Absolutely. Come so, on, bring it on, I wanna hear more. Problem is that they're not charging enough. So, so Dion, in, in, with that mindset, Pat, I didn't talk to you about this, but Dion, we just decided we're gonna start charging guests $50 an hour, retroactive. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Starting uh, when? <laughs> Beginning no, of retroactive. <laughs> no, that's a way not to do it. That's not the way to okay. do it. But isn't All that, right, well. so, so I'm, I, I'm looking forward to what you have to say about that point, because like you said, a lot of people cut their price as the, uh, Walmart didn't cut their prices to, in order to beat the other guy. They, they did it kind of a backdoor way, right? They cut the prices on the back end so they could cut the front end price, which is not the same of what you're suggesting. You're saying, Raise your price and improve, improve your worth. So here's what I'm saying. Number one, you have to evaluate your pricing. Evaluate it with someone that understands the product or service and the market so that you can first determine if you have the right price. Because sometimes people do have a too high of a price. But about, you know, I'm a big fan of the 80-20 rule because I found it's pretty accurate. My experience is about 80% of the time with uh, younger companies, they're charging too little because what they need to focus on is building value and increasing the price and they'll make a greater profit. And they don't necessarily have to increase the cost or do a lot more work. It's all about understanding how to bring the whole thing together. But it starts with a proper evaluation and understanding of again, the product services and the market of competition. You know, so for example, if you're, competitors are all 10% cheaper, you know, you can't raise your price. So you may have to do something a little different. But so the message is find out where, what your price should really be by doing a thorough analysis. And if you don't have all of the expertise to do that, get somebody that does. So get yourself a mentor or something, which is something that I always advise people uh, to do because God knows that uh, if I hadn't had several mentors, I would have been in bad shape. And I also advise people, uh, particularly if you're building teams or in try trying to increase your sales, go get yourself a coach. Make sure they're a certified coach. Obviously, I'm a little biased. I am a certified coach, but I believe in it because it changed my life. In 1995, I got my first executive coach, and I would not have uh, been able to run a half billion dollar sales division at a fortune 100 company had I not worked with not one but several coaches over the years so I say that to say if you don't have one and you're running a business 
get one to help you. You should be investing somewhere between two to 5% of your annual income to improve your individual performance or investing it to support your, your, the teams within your company. If you've got you know, multiple individuals or you have a sales team or whatever type of team you have, you should be investing in their training and development. And so uh, I'm happy to help people do that. Um, if you are interested, I have a free evaluation and willing to sit down with folks for an hour or two, no obligation, no charge, no strings attached and, and chat with you. sure to like, follow, and share us wherever you're tuned in today. What kind of questions do you have coming across the internet? A lot of, lot of good chat going on. Uh, some good recommendations. Uh, Dale Carnegie, and I put oh, you know, yeah. as relevant today as he was 100 years ago. Yes, uh, love Dale Carnegie. People, you know, Dion, a lot of people will scoff at these old writers, especially people say, oh, Dale Carnegie, that's so, you know, 1900. Yeah, yeah. but it still works. And there's more modern things. For example, spin selling is also um, tried and true. And it is a different type of uh, system that might be helpful for people. So spin selling, S-P-I-N, uh, that's another one. But thanks for the Dale Carnegie uh, uh, recommendation for whomever uh, submitted that. That is definitely one of my favorites as well. And, uh, and, and Dion, um, and, and obviously we talked about, you know, getting a coach, getting a mentor. I mean, so much of this is, is really back to where we started is these are the basics. This is the getting back to basics that you're talking about. And here's where I see it from a disruptive thinking is it's so disruptive because people aren't doing it. They're right. not doing the stuff that they're taught to do. I tell my right. agents that I coach and mentor, I tell them, you know, when you, when you meet people, you put them in your CRM and set them up on a, on a drip campaign. And then right. a week later you ask them and they say, no, I haven't done that yet. I, I got, right. I still haven't, I still got this stack of business cards. I haven't entered in. I still haven't responded right. to these people. I still haven't answered these people. I still, I, I don't have a plan. I couldn't help this person. I didn't know what to say. So I just ignored them and left their card on my desk. Well, mm. you know, th that's where we're talking about. Get back to basics. There's the disruption right. is the stuff that you know, you're supposed to be doing the stuff they taught you in sales 101 or that right. you learned in the real estate school or, or whatever on the job training you had, or just in the, the circle of life, get out and work, mm -hmm. treating it like it's a snow day or for you Floridians, a hurricane day, which is where you just sit around mm -hmm. and pretend like there's nothing I can do. Um, hey doc, you, we were talking about that and I got this email earlier and one of the uh, mortgage partners that we deal with, their nationwide company, their nationwide applications are up mm -hmm. 10% over what they were last well, April. That's got to be fake news because I've, I've heard people out of mortgage tell me it's dead. It's, it's dead and there's no business. I hear that real from realtors. I hear that from realtors all the time and we've got closings happening every single day. And yes, people are being right. safe and yes, people are following the law and yes, people are, are not putting profit in front of safety, but they're putting food on their table. They're providing much needed uh, income and, uh, and revenue for mm -hmm. our government to be able to continue its programs for, for 
people to be able to continue to pay for food and for shelter and for right. everything else. And we've got to get past this sitting around. There's nothing we can right. do until this is over right. um, mindset. And we've got to get back to the basics and we've got to get, and we got to get going. Yeah. I, um, again, in an attempt to try to use the time, help build a business and, you know, help me continue to improve because Lord knows I need a lot of work. Um, not recommending this for, for everybody, but what I wound up doing the first seven weeks that we were out, I read uh, nine books and um, there's a little tool called Blinkist where you can use uh, an app to do book summaries. I've read 29 book summaries, okay? on books that, well, maybe I won't read that whole book, but I've heard it's good. So let me kind of get the highlights. Go find a tool that will allow you to use this time to improve yourself and your, your business. I think that's a great suggestion because there's too many people that aren't doing it. And uh, the thing that I like to challenge my clients with is that let's, if they say, they, they're not doing something. I like to ask that age-old question, why? Find your why. Why are you doing it? Why aren't you doing what you need to do? What are you afraid of? And I had, right. I talked to a guy about 10 years ago, and he says, I'm not afraid of anything. Well, I beg to differ with him on that. You know, it's like, if you're not doing something, it's either because you really don't think it's going to work, but if it's working for everybody else, then it, then it comes back here saying, you know, I, I got to ask myself, what am I afraid of? Well, and, and Doc, here's the, and the other part, you hit it right there. The huge opportunity that we didn't really talk about is, well, everybody else is still sitting on the couch pretending it's a snow day. You can dust that snow off your backside and get out there and launch and, and like we like to say, leap ahead of these people. Okay, you know, Pat, they're still treating it. There's the extra opportunity. You know, Pat, you talk about mm -hmm. snow days. And I know you guys are from Chicago. Well, I grew up a little west of there in South Dakota on a dairy farm. Those cows needed to be milked every day, morning and night. Mm -hmm. There was no snow day from milking the cows. There was, you know, and all the other things that go with it. And, and so when we think, oh, it's snow day, yeah. You may not have to go to school, but you got other things you had to do. And I think too many right. of them have gotten to be, what's that word, Pat? Snowflakes. Snowflakes. And <laughs> I, I like a, a good way to close things out today. Doug Smoss, our good friend and uh, fellow business committee member, he says, exchange your couch for a coach. One letter oh. could change awesome. your life. Isn't that amazing? Doug comes up yes. with some good ones. His yeah. dad don't suck, but he comes yes, out he does. And sees these every think, once in a while. I, I've got a letter into my congressman to outlaw those dad jokes from Doug Smart. So <laughs> we'll see if we can't get that passed. Yeah, thank yeah. you for that, Doug. Did you have any other ones, Pat? I, I think we got through them all. Uh, I've been typing in the comments and the suggestions you've been giving out, the books. Blinkist, all those other things. So, Dion, I want to thank you for coming on the show. Um, thank you for being my partner in hosting the uh, Strategic Alliance Luncheon, which is next 
Tuesday at 11.30 a.m. We're going to do this one virtually still, which, mm -hmm. and the only reason we're doing it virtually still, because the club's back open and we're able to do it all safely, we're doing it to give folks one last chance to mm -hmm. come for free. So this one's free. So while you're still sitting on the couch looking for your coach, come to the Strategic Alliance. It'll be in a Zoom meeting. Just contact the Center Club of Tampa. Tell them that you're my guest or Dion's guest or Lauren's guest. You can be anybody's guest. But be there 1130 uh, next Tuesday for Strategic Alliance networking lunch. We do networking totally different than you're used to. Doc, yep. what do you got? They can bring a friend, too. Yes, this time only. And, and I'll yeah. even pay for their lunch. No, oh. I won't. Oh, that's lunch really is free. Lunch is that, free because yeah. there's no lunch. It's B-Y-O-L. Bring your own lunch. Right, right, right. Well, and, thanks uh, so much, guys. I uh, enjoyed it. I appreciate the opportunity. And um, hopefully uh, I might get lucky. If you guys have somebody cancel, maybe I can come back. <laughs> Do hey, hey, Doc, you want to send us out with the uh, with our famous Thank line we end with? Thank you, Dion. One of the things that I wanted to mention early on, we started this as a means to help the center club people connect and we grew out of that um well we we're expanding out of that and say we want to help other people connect with good knowledge but as part of the center club we want everybody to know that dion is a he's actually the seventh person from the board of governors and past governors that we've had on this show in the last six weeks and so we're we're honored to have you on. We're we're pleased with the content you've Thank given you. us, and we really appreciate that. Um, Thanks for the opportunity. We always end the show with a challenge, because it's not just entertainment, it's not just information. But what are you going to do with it? And the bottom line is, we want you to think bigger, especially when it comes to sales. We want you to think bigger. Work through your fears, identify your fears, work through and get, um, reach higher to get better skills, to get better results is what you're after. So think bigger, reach higher, and then you'll find, make it a habit and you'll find yourself doing the impossible, doing what you never thought was possible. And maybe even, this is what really gets fun, when you can do what nobody around you thought possible. So until tomorrow, folks, we're going to have a winner of a program. Have a great day. Think bigger. Reach higher. Let's do the impossible. Jazz hey, hand. guys. Jazzy hand. Goodbye. Thanks a lot. You can connect with us directly at TotalCareerGrowth.com. That's TotalCareerGrowth.com.